0: Welcome everyone, welcome to this week's Leading Edge Parenting Show and it's going to be really special. I know every week I tell you I have a wonderful guest and we have a wonderful show for you and it's true, there's so many experts out there, there are so many heartfelt people out there who want to share their experiences, their wisdom, their connections with the world, and that's why I love the technology that allows me to interview people around the world, and then that same technology allows me to share our shows with you, my sweet darling audience, in 120 countries around the world. Yes, the time has come because we are in this great shifting time of energy together and so many people are asking questions who am i why am i here what is my purpose in life all about how can i be the parent or grandparent or teacher that these children need us want us would love us to be so what is it that my heart is aching to know and on today's show, we are going to go into uh, an area that we don't always talk about directly. We talk about it indirectly when um, our conversations go to our souls and our hearts and our connection with God and greater energy and the forces in this universe that connect us to our greater knowing and to each other. Well today we're going to go even deeper because we're going to be talking about angels. I say the word angels and my whole body softens up just as I say that. I have not personally had all the experiences that our guest has had. But I have had my own personal experiences. I don't talk about it all the time, but it's been so beautiful when I have had my personal experiences with guides and angels that I can't wait to give you the opportunity to listen to someone who will help you enrich your own experiences in connecting with this beautiful energy that exists in our universe. Yes, indeed, today not only are we going to be talking about the fact that our children are, are angels who come to, to teach us and to help us grow, but that all of us are surrounded by angels all the time, whether we believe in it, whether we know it, whether we've experienced it or not and today we're going to take you on a beautiful adventure. My guest is actually calling in from Ireland. I love the way we can connect now. Her name is Lorna Byrne and when we come back from our short commercial break, it is going to be my absolute delight to tell you a little about Lorna and to welcome her to our show. So stay with us everybody. We'll be together with Lorna after this short commercial break.
1: Do you want to raise confident, kind, responsible children without using punishment, guilt, or shame? Of course you do. Many parents find that there are times when emotions just get the best of their good intentions and then they feel awful after yelling threatening or tuning out their kids this is especially true when parents are overwhelmed with this in mind we've created the first ever parenting cleanse designed to hit reset and kickstart change together we'll help you flush out the old ways of thinking and change the habits that push your buttons which then cause you to react. As you release painful beliefs, stories, and triggers, you'll find yourself free of needing to control anyone else's behavior. This self-paced journey is very affordable and will help you come away with a fresh perspective and confident wisdom. And... Podcast listeners can save 20% by entering code PODCAST at checkout. Learn more and get started at www.parentcleanse.com. That's www.parentcleanse.com. Remember to use code PODCAST to save 20%. That's code PODCAST to save 20%.
0: And welcome back, everyone. Today, my guest is calling in from rural Ireland. Her name is Lorna Byrne. And Lorna is a woman who, from the time she was a very little girl, started to see and hear and connect with angels. And um, as she grew, Her experiences with angels actually grew. Yes, she didn't shut it off like most of us did. Lorna has written several books where she shares her story of how she has come into a daily beautiful relationship with her angels and wants to let all of us know that we can also connect with our angels. We are messengers for angels other people animals nature are ways for us to connect with our angels and so importantly for parents for grandparents and for teachers is to know that the angels of the children in our lives are there with them all the time I want to say to my audience that when I had my own personal experience with angels and I realized that my children had their angels, as a parent, it helped me stop worrying so much. Parents just seem to worry a lot. I'm telling you, once you start connecting with this beautiful energy force that lives in our universe, it will help you be so soothed. And all the issues and crises and challenges we have in life, you will learn to welcome them in a very different way, and also to give your children to them. It is so soothing to do this as a parent. And so without further ado, I welcome to Leading Edge Parenting today, Lorna Byrne. Hi, Lorna. Welcome.
2: Hi, Sandy. It's my pleasure to be talking with you all the way from Ireland.
0: It's just amazing, and actually, right now I can see—I don't know whether they're angels or fairies—but I tell you, I can sense, I can sense joyfulness because. When people connect like this, I think it only makes our angels, I call them my fairies too, happy because this is what they want for us. And I'm just so thrilled, Lorna, that you're on our show today because your experiences and your knowledge and wisdom about angels is such a gift to the universe. So can we get started by you just telling everybody how how do you connect to your angels?
2: Well, I think the first thing for, for everyone to do, even if you're skeptic or you, you say to yourself, what's, what's the point? There is a huge point to it, because if, if you put your citizen away, like, you know, and say to yourself, what have I got? Nothing to lose. And just ask your guardian angel, because from the time I opened my eyes as a child, I saw angels. Um, and when I was only an infant in the cot, I didn't know they were angels now at that time because I was only a baby. It was just as I grew. And one thing that they said to me was, you know, I must keep it a secret. And the day they said that to me was the time I was playing with my little brother, who was about the same age as myself, but at times um, I would see him as an infant in my mom's arms. And I was about maybe two, two and a half at this time, and it was the time our hands touched. It was like his hand went into mine and mine went into his. And that's actually when the angels told me that my brother was a soul. He wasn't an angel, that they were angels, but I must keep it a secret. And it was only as I grew as a child I realized why they were saying I must keep it a secret. And you know the way children keep a secret anyway, you know, um, was because the doctors had told my mother that I was retarded because... I was slow in talking. I didn't start to talk till I was two, two and a half. And I had um, that word, I still can't pronounce um, today, dyslexic. I don't dislexic. know if I'm pronouncing it properly. Yes, yeah. And way back in Ireland that time, they knew nothing about it. And any child that showed they were slow, and um, they were just banned it, it. And of course, it's I hadn't kept that secret and turned around and said to my mom or my dad, there's an angel right there beside you. I wouldn't be here talking to you because children at that time in Ireland were put into institutions. So I wouldn't be here, you know, talking on this, this show. And I suppose the other wonderful thing is that I see the guardian angel with every single human being, every man, woman and child. And um, regardless of the religion or even if, you know, they have no beliefs at all, I see the guardian angel with everyone. And that all across the world has given people of all races um, an awful lot of hope. And I hear from children who, you know, they send letters and everything like that. And they say they never knew they had a guardian angel. I even get into trouble from teenagers saying, why didn't you write these books before now? But I couldn't because as as a child, um, you know, the angels used to say to me, I would write about them and God. And, you know, when you're a young child, you kind of take no notice, you know, didn't take them too serious that, that way. Um, but it was when I was married and um, the angel Michael came up behind me when I was pushing my daughter home in her, in her pram. She was only a baby and said to me, Lorna, it's getting near the time for you to write about the angels and God. And I just stopped and I looked at him and I said, but Michael, how on earth does God expect me even to write one book when I can't even read and write properly? You know, um, at that time I didn't even say yes, but I knew I would have to. It was after my husband had died um, that I had said yes. And I would always say to people, that God chose this time for myself to write the books, you know, to give people back hope again, you know, and give them back, back faith. And it is just, you know, when you hear from from so many parents saying now, you know, themselves realizing that they have a guardian angel and that they can ask their child's guardian angel to help their child in school. And um, that is, you know, a tremendous help to to loads of parents alone.
0: You've said so much, Lorna, that, oh my goodness, I I want to take you back. I want to take you back, if it's okay with you, when you were little. You're saying that your brother, when you connected with your brother, your brother was not alive.
2: That That is right. But you have to remember, I was only a, a tiny child. And just because at times I saw him as an infant in my mom's arms, it, you know, I didn't question it because I was only a tiny child. I was only a toddler. And at times he was my age or older. And um, so I didn't question it. And I only found out from the angels, you know, saying he was the soul that, that he had died. Um, and that they they were angels. And I think it was when I was about 14 or maybe a little older, one day my mom said to me, Lorna, do you know you had a brother, Christopher, and he died when he was a baby? Now I didn't say to her that I knew. Um, I, just, I just smiled, you know, because still even to this day at times, I would see him around my mom. And, you know, that is a very... When I had written that chapter, you know, about my little brother, and that there was one time when the cat had kittens, and I was in at the breakfast table, and my mom had said, This is a surprise for you out in the shed. You know, the kind of, it was like a, le- a lean to, you know, attached to the house, was yeah. part of the house in a sense. And I saw Christopher, you know, run past the door as well. And I was delighted and ran in to see see the cat and only four Christopher lit up the way and the angels because it was pitch dark in there and just seeing the kittens you know four little kittens I think three were black and one was black and white but it was the time when the cat the mother cat had you know got out of the box stretched herself and she jumped out the little window and I ran out after her because I was you know, I was young, I was very small at the time, and I, I just thought the kittens, oh, they'll get cold, they need their mom. I have to run out and catch her, you know, bring her back in. But when I went out there and saw Christopher didn't come after me, you know, I was a little shocked, and I, I had asked him when I'd gone back in, and he said he couldn't go outside, you know, because of the love that he had for my mom, until she was ready. You know, and um, to to let him go in that in that sense. Wow. And um, my, that is one thing the angels have told me and showed me many times that, you know, when a when a soul comes from heaven, you know, when it when it is conceived, you know, whether it only stays for a week or two, or, you know, part of the pregnancy, or maybe the full pregnancy, you know, and. Um, and doesn't survive, every mother needs to remember, and even the child that does survive, you know, because I have a daughter now who has a nine-month-old little boy, and he's he's beautiful, and for mothers, they have found it a great comfort to realize that the baby they lost had chosen them to be their mother, and loves them unconditionally, and was, even when in the womb, they were pouring out all that love, and lots of mothers are discovering that love, but they didn't understand, they had themselves, it was something they couldn't explain. And that has been a great thing to so many mothers, because I've had one mother who who said to me, and actually another mother, actually recently, um, I think she was from Finland or someplace, and she says to me, Lorna, I thank the four babies I had, you know, that I miscarried and knowing that they loved me unconditionally and chose me to be their mom and i thank them for coming because now she has a child that you know a healthy little boy and because she said if they didn't come i wouldn't have my son
0: so lorna I, I i'm let's go to that because you brought up the the idea of when when a, a woman has a miscarriage Have the angels explained to you why the soul comes in, and then and then something changes, and the soul does the soul ever come back in the in the form of another child? What what happens to the soul? What happens?
2: That that little baby won't come won't come back, but it chose the parents, even if it was only for a short time. And that is something very hard for us all to understand. Why, you know, a little soul, a little baby, would choose to come and maybe, you know, stay for such a short time that that the mother miscarries. But that's all it needed. All it needed was to give that mother that love, um, and as well to to make the way clear for, like that little little boy, to come and to stay. It is. It is actually unconditional love, and it's something very hard to understand. But yet, you know, a lot of parents are getting to understand it personally themselves. So and I, you know, finding I, it a great comfort.
0: I, I had a miscarriage, um, and I remember I already had a child, and when I had the miscarriage, of course, like all people who have not it's, it's a great loss. It, it's your child. Yeah. It's your baby. And I, I remember um, asking God why, you know? I, I didn't know how to connect to my angels then, but I did, I did talk to what I believed was God. And I remember getting a block of thought that really felt like I was connecting to, to higher knowing, which said to me, mm, we have a special, a very, very special soul that's waiting to come through, and um, and will come through. Will come through, and and do not worry. You know, do not worry about losing this one. There's a special one waiting to come for you. But I, I never, and I did, and a year later I conceived my daughter, who was an extremely special, delicious soul. But I always wondered what happened to the soul of the child that. That was in this developing body. What, where does that soul go? Have the angels told you?
2: Yes, the soul goes back to heaven, and that little soul is even around you at times when when you needed it, and um, during the time you know shortly after. Um, and again, like my little brother, seemingly was only ten weeks when he died. You know, so he was around my mother an awful lot, and um, that's what parents need to remember you know i would always say to a mother if you felt it was a boy or a girl then give us you know a boy's name or a girl's name because it was your baby it was a little soul and it has gone back to heaven but it chose you and it is the words that it chose you um to be its mother even for that short time and wow. that, that's what what an awful lot of parents have found a great great comfort. Because to lose a child, like imagine, you know, four miscarriages, you know, and I even heard another woman and I was so so shocked recently and it was ten miscarriages she had. You know, she said she was even, you know, pregnant for nine months or not nine months, six months on, on, on one of the babies and it died, you know, um and a lot of the others were earlier. But again, that gave her great comfort to know that those little babies chose her to be the mother, even though they didn't stay. And again, that mother loves them dearly and, you know, named them all, which is which is lovely. And again, thanks God and the angels for for the child that was sent and stayed. You know, and every child you have to remember chooses its mother. Unconditionally, no matter how imperfect you may be. Um, I suppose I'll share this with you. I got a letter recently from a, a young woman. She was about about thirty, and she had read the book Angels in My Hair, and you know that part about choosing your mom and all of that. You know, and miscarriages. She was really, really touched by it, and it wasn't because she had a miscarriage herself or anything like that. It was that. When she was born, her mom um, was a drug addict and an alcoholic, and so was her father. And her mom gave her as an infant to her her mom's brother and his wife to her. And she only realized, you know, how much her mother really loved her to do that, to give her up. You know, um and she's very grateful for that that yes, her mother did yes. do that. There are many you know, people, that, yeah. she never saw that love until she read the book, which is actually amazing. You know, um, that her mother loved her so much that, that, that she gave her as an infant to her brother, you know, and his wife to to, to be her the child's parents. Rather know, than so.
0: see it as abandonment, she understood it as love
2: she understood it as love and which is very very sad a lot of us don't understand it as love we see it as you know my mother or my father or my parents you know they have been the worst in the world you know how could i have chosen them and a lot of parents now in in reading about what i have written are accepting that their parents weren't perfect that their parents may not have been able to show them how to love. And the wonderful thing is that now parents are teaching their own children how to love and they're going out of their way to love their own children because that is one thing that an awful lot of parents have forgotten. You know, um, you have to teach your child how to love. You have to allow your child to see the loving expressions from you, the care um, for for your child to to grow, to be a loving and caring person as well in, in the world. Because one thing the angels have told me, and God has told me, the only way I can put it is that being a parent is the most important job in the world, and it is the toughest, but it is the most important, important job. And remember that your child chose you, and um, even though no parent is perfect, but you must do your best because every parent in the whole world holds the future in their hands, their child. And so, this is the way that you were your child. So my question you know, to
0: you, Lorna, is um, the parents who I have met and worked with over all my years want to be, they want to be good parents to their children, but they are so confused on you know, how to be a good parent, there are so many pressures and stress on them, and we all get very caught up in the mundane stuff,
2: yes. like, you know, yes. homework you know,
0: and cleaning your room. And what what message do you think the angels would, would have for parents about how to deal with the challenges?
2: Um, one of the challenges that and the angels would say for any parent is to say no when it's necessary and to remember that when your child says they hate you and call you all the names in the world, to remember that that is unconditional love because who else could their child say all those things to? And because the world world outside to your child is a frightening place, that they won't acknowledge it. And every parent needs to set down the rules as well. You know, and just remember, no matter what your child says to you, your child loves you. Who else could your child say to, say, to, you know, your child can go out on onto the street and say to someone, you know, I hate you. You're the worst person in the world. But the only person they can say that to is their parent and their mother, their father. And it usually is a cry for love as well. I want you to show me love. Do you love me? And so many parents have discovered that they got so caught up in the everyday thing, like, you know, the housework and all of that, that they may have played with their child when they were young, but forgot as the child got older because, you know, doing the washing the ironing, and maybe going out to work, you know, ev- everything else became so, so busy. You must remember to give time because, you know, it's one of the most precious gifts in the world is to give love. The house will take care of itself. You know, you've got to remember that. Because, again, I would hear from so many parents who would say, you know, my child has become ill and I'm not going to have my child for much longer. And they punish themselves by regretting, you know, the years that they had their child healthy. They didn't spend enough of time with them. That, you know, the housework or other things were too important.
0: Yes, and what and worrying what people think about us and worrying exactly. what will how will our children ever grow up and make something of themselves. I would imagine the angels are telling us to slow down and not worry so much and Just enjoy our children in each stage of their development.
2: Yes, and you have to, as a parent, um, teach your child what is right and wrong. You can't leave it up to the teacher in the school or someone else. You know, and grandparents as well play a huge part, you know, or sometimes maybe you know, an elderly person down down, down the road, you know, just, just, just let's say an elderly man that walks up the street once a day or every so often and there's a little boy out on the, on the green playing with a football and maybe there's not many children around to play with him and the old man stops every now and then and kicks the ball for him and the child learns, you know, even from that to have respect for the elderly. You know, we there is so much that we need to teach our children that we have forgotten, and they're just actually what I would call the natural, normal things, ordinary things. You know, so 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 that the children will grow up to be caring and loving people. You know, because your children are the future. Lorna, you, know, you say parent.
0: you say um, in the book that I have here, Stairways to Heaven, that that. Children actually, um, um, many of them can 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 see or sense their angels, and that um, and 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 there is a way to 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 let our children know about angels. If there are parents who are listening who have not experienced for themselves a direct connection
1: with their angels.
2: Is there a way for people to begin
0: to open up to this? Is there something you can suggest for them?
2: I I would say to everyone, you know, just acknowledge that you have a guardian angel, and to know that your guardian angel never leaves you for one second, so you're never never alone, and that your guardian angel is the gatekeeper of your soul, and for parents even to to acknowledge that. And ask the guardian angel to help them to be better parents, but to tell their children as well, because children are in, well, what way would you say? They are in communication with, with their guardian angel, but so many children around, around the world don't even know they have a guardian angel as well. And just just ask. It's really as simple as that. Just ask your guardian angel to, to help And let your child be aware that they have a guardian angel as well. You know, every single human being has. And it has been a great help to parents all around the world, just knowing that alone. And even to children, you know, children saying, you know, that they have asked the guardian angel to help them. Or even if they were being bullied in school, um, they would ask their guardian angel to ask the guardian angels of the children that are bullying them. And they're finding things are coming easier or being sorted out for them. Or even children, you know, or a father asking, you know, his guardian angel to help him to be more patient with his, his son. And because, you know, some fathers want their sons or daughters, what what would you say, to be little geniuses? Yeah. And the child, you know, just can't keep up. And the father asking their own guardian angel to help them to have patience, because that is one thing that parents need need to do, because the child will learn in its own pace as well. So you're saying know, Lana, and,
0: that that even if somebody listening um, hasn't had the connection, they can still talk to their guardian angel. They can still yes yes yes, yes.
2: okay yes you You just talk even if if you say you 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 never feel the connection, but you will see it in your life it's It's like the children all around the world now that are being told they have a guardian angel and they're asking for help, and hundreds and thousands of these children are saying they're noticing the help things have you know have been happening to help them in in their play in their schoolwork in you know with their friends the everyday ordinary thing. And it is just just to ask, it's that simple. And maybe then a parent can ask later on for a sign. And I always say a simple sign. Sometimes people ask for a feather, but I don't mean when you're walking down the road and there's loads of birds around. You know, that way the place is covered in feathers. You know, I had one parent who was extremely stressed about their teenager and um, They decided to ask the guardian angel for help and asked for the guardian angel of their teenager as well. And they said, you know, they thought they weren't getting any help at all. And then suddenly, you know, after a few months, things started to settle down a wee bit, things started to fall into place. And the parent was going in the hall door one day and there was a feather on the floor. And Seemingly, they were living 20 years in that house, and never before had a feather ever been found in the house. So usually a feather appears, you know, in a place where, where it wouldn't have appeared before. Laura, can
0: I can I tell you that, and I want to tell my audience, you know, I say this yes? many times, and they know I'm a pretty sane person. <laughs> And because sometimes when, when, when people talk about seeing angels or connecting with their guides, you know, like peop- people question, like, you know, is this person really? Yeah, and, yeah. And 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 very recently I had an experience. I personally had the experience that you're talking about. I had been working with a mom and a dad for several years. They've come to my parenting classes, and I, I, I talked to them personally several times. And the dad was killed in a tragic accident. And I was helping the mom deal with helping her and the children through this terrible tragedy. The children are young. And I could feel the daddy. I just could feel him, his presence with me. And I said to him, if if I am really feeling you and I am really connecting with you, can you leave me a feather so I will know? And I'm telling you, that evening, I sat in a room of my house, which I don't sit in too often. It's just a quiet room. Uh, I was going to read a book for of one of my upcoming guests, and I put the book down to go in the kitchen to get a glass of water. And when I came back and lifted the book, there was a feather right there on the sofa. And I'm telling you, it was the most phenomenal experience for me. And I mean, this is something you experience all the time, Lorna. So I imagine at this point, you're kind of used to those connections. But for me, it was amazing.
2: Yes, I I know it would have been amazing for you. And I'm just so happy that, that it happened, you know. And I know it doesn't happen for everyone. And I know that, you know, many a time a person is given a sign, um, but they ignore it. It's not big enough. You know, the way humanly we want something really, really big. Yeah, we want you something
0: how yeah.
2: Yeah, you know, and sometimes, you know, a person might ask for a flower, but they're expecting a big, huge bunch of flowers. And instead, you know, a child comes up with a daisy and hands them a daisy or a buttercup and the adult just looks at it and says, thank you, love, walks on and drops it on the ground. Um, and I suppose we, we just have to start to recognize those those signs. You know, um, I remember meeting a young man recently and he was telling me, you know, that he'd become conscious of his guardian angel. He didn't feel the presence of his guardian angel, now, but he knew it was there and um, had often asked for signs. And I had said to him, well, you have to remember, you know, you know, when you get, you know, the feeling you should slow down while driving or you should go left or you should make that phone call or you should write that letter or you should go back into your house, you know, say when you're going to leave, you know, when you get the feeling to do those things, you should actually do them. And he had said, well, I had done that a few times, he said, and nothing happened. And I said to him, "Well, thank God nothing happened. It was probably to prevent things from happening. But angels are great teachers. You know, they teach us untrivial things to respond. It could be that you're sitting there and you've a cup of tea in front of you, or a glass of water, or a sweet, or a pen, and you just get the urge to move it. And um, well, you should you should move it because they're only teaching you that when something really important." Um, in guidance for you within your life and that you will respond to it and you won't even recognize that it was your guardian angel telling you what to do. You will believe it was yourself. Um, And the young man had i met him a little while later and he had said, I actually did what you said. I started to respond to all all of the things even though he thought they meant nothing. But one day he was driving and he just got the feeling to actually stop the traffic lights. So there was no cars behind him. And just as he stopped, there was a crash in the middle of the, you know, the junction. Um, and he said that really, really proved it to him. We we must must remember, I see angels physically. I don't see them in my mind or anything like that. They are real very very real and every single person has a guardian angel. And very young children, you know, maybe up to the age of three years of age see child see angels as well and communicate with them. And a child, a very young child may turn around and say something to the parents and maybe a simple thing like, you know, Mom, let's not go to the shops now or, you know, um, you know, it might be a little little message. And sometimes parents are stunned in a little way. Why did, you know, little Johnny say that? You know, I would say not to question the child, but keep in mind what they have said because they're just responding naturally and normal to to their guardian angel, as I did as a child as well, um, even though I had to keep it all, all as a secret. And... Um, and just just remember, you know, angels are real and every single human being has a soul and God is real. And even though angels are creatures created by God, your guardian angel has been given to you and your child um, as a gift. And I always say, regardless of what religion you are, or even if you have no beliefs, um, don't throw that gift away. And... Um, Constantly ask for guidance in whatever way you need within your life. And that's why it has become very important to children all around the world now that that they know they have a guardian angel. And so that they know they're never, never alone, no matter how unhappy or sad they might be feeling at different times. Moana, so you know, can, sometimes... you, can
0: you talk to your child's guardian angel, or do you just talk to your own angel? How does that,
2: you can, that work? You can... Yeah, you, you talk to your own angel, your own guardian angel, but you you can ask your own guardian angel to ask your child's guardian angel to watch over them or to help them in whatever situation um, that is going on, on in their lives. Um, but you can't personally talk. It's usually through your own guardian angel. But you have to remember your own guardian angel knows anyway that's what you want to do. And it is, it is your guardian angel that allows in other angels around you or even the soul of a loved one in, in around you as well. Um, but they come and go. But your guardian angel never, never leaves you for one second. And all this I can say is, you know, this is just helping parents all around the world. And parents are just saying they're now trying to even be better parents than than they were but they are remembering as well that they are not perfect themselves.
0: And do we have to be perfect?
2: You don't have to be perfect because I'm not even perfect. No one is. And the most important thing is to teach your child how to love, how to share, you know, how to, you know, be compassionate in all of the ways, how to reach out and to help others. Like, you know, I'm, I'm hearing from young men of all religions as well, and, and young women, you know, in their 20s and in their 30s, saying they never realized their guardian angel could help them so much. And for the first time, they're realizing as well that all those promptings that they have been getting has been their guardian angel. And God's angels, your guardian angel will never ask you to do anything wrong. If you're doing anything wrong, um, it's not your guardian angel that is asking you And a lot of these young people now are saying every time they're prompted to turn around and to help someone, you know, or even to give a seat on a train or on the subway, and they're doing so, and they're holding open doors and they're giving smiles, you know, they're being more compassionate. And that's what we need in the world. We need children, a lot of children growing up, you know, somehow the parents because maybe they weren't shown love and that's what I would say to every parent you know who feels you know that oh my per- my mother and my father were the worst parents in, in the world remember that they did do their best even though they weren't perfect and if they didn't know how to show you how to love remember maybe their parents never showed them how to love so it's time now for you as a parent to show your child how to love Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm like, you know, usually I have so
0: much to say, Lana, and I I feel so soothed by you. I am, I am, I guess what I want to ask for my audience is, do, in order to be in touch then with one's guardian angel, do you have to get really quiet? Do you have to meditate or can You can do this while you're driving the car.
2: Listen, you can do it while driving the car if you're driving your kids to school and, and and you know your day is going to be hectic or or maybe something is up for one of your children in school or you're feeling a little easy uneasy about them, you know, and they're not saying much to you. You can ask on the way while driving the car. Ask your guardian angel, you know, help Johnny in the back seat there now. Ask, you know, his guardian angel. And you don't even have to say, I'm asking his guardian angel. You're just saying it to your guardian angel, and your guardian angel will do that for you. But children, it has been a great help in parents telling their children that they have a guardian angel.
0: Yes. You know what I'm thinking, Lana? That's been a huge help. Yes. I, I have this vision of when parents tuck their children in at night. That's a very special, magical time to talk about... Um, that their guardian angels are with them always, and is there something that maybe you want to tell your guardian angel or ask for before you go to sleep, and let the parent do the same thing and make it part of your evening ritual, or when you wake up, what what would you like to tell your guardian angel as you move into the day, or what would you like to ask your guardian angel for? Maybe it's patience, or, or maybe it's, the ability to concentrate better or whatever, but to have that ongoing conversation, especially when the children are younger, they're so open to this and they know it to be the truth. They kind of forget it as they get older, but, but as you're saying, even the teenagers, we all want this, to know that we're loved by a very special angel who's just there for us. What could be better than that?
2: Well, I I would hear from an awful lot of teenagers. I hear from young children younger than eight years of age even. And one thing the teenagers would, would say, they would actually give out to me and I always have to smile and laugh at it as well. You know, they would say, you know, why didn't you write these books before now? And it would be in a very sad case, they would be saying that because, you know, their friend had committed suicide, you know, another teenager, maybe only 14 years of age or 12 years of age. It's so horrifying to think of that. And they would say to me, Lorna, if they had only known they had a guardian angel, they would have known they were never, never alone. You know, and when teenagers send you letters and, you know, go in on the, the website saying, saying this, that's why I say to all parents, you know, even if your child is 12 or 14, you know, tell them they have a guardian angel. Lorna, do you because think... It really, really is important.
0: Do you think that we come, our souls come here to life on earth in these human bodies? Do we come here to learn lessons, to grow? What have the angels told you is our purpose here?
2: Well, our, our main purpose here on, on earth is, is actually to live. And, um, you know, your soul, you know, comes from heaven, It it comes with your guardian angel... Um, and you knew your guardian angel while, while your soul was in heaven. And you come to live life and you have to remember, you know, you are human, but you are spiritual as well. And this is the human part of you um, that is imperfect. The spiritual side of you is good. Um, and the communication between your guardian angel and yourself helps to give guidance to make this human life better. You know for you to be happy, and it is to live life and to enjoy life it's to allow your children you know to play with mud and make mud pies, you know allow them to to get dirty, you know because it is all learning of of life and of nature all all around um and, and so many of us don't allow that anymore do you our know, guardian when... angels
0: ever get upset with us, Lorna?
2: No they never, never give up on us, never at all, no matter you know I've never it's sometimes it's so hard to explain. I have never seen a guardian angel um give up they just don't give up on you, and they don't get cross with you um in any in any way. I only see love coming from a guardian angel, you know with with whatever person they're they're with your guardian angel loves you unconditionally. And you know you're perfect to your guardian angel in every single way. It is only to others around you that you are imperfect, because humanly we all look on each other. You know, we find faults with 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 each other, but your guardian angel finds no fault with you. And so your when we look never when we look up in the you. mirror,
0: wouldn't it be lovely to look in the mirror? When we look at our children, to look at our children through the eyes of our guardian angels.
2: Yes, Mm -hmm. yes, and that would be actually wonderful for every mother and father to see that their child is perfect and is lovely. And one thing the angels always tell me as well, and maybe this will help parents, don't be judging your child by someone else's child. Just because someone else's child you may think is doing marvelous and better than your child. Your child is as unique and is as, as perfect as that of the child. You just don't see it yet. You know, how do every you, single how do child you is use, highly gifted.
0: How do you use this um, as a mother and a grandmother yourself? Has it ever been difficult for you? Have you ever worried um, and, and, and been able to get soothing from your guardian angel? How does that work for you personally?
2: Well, I suppose maybe, you know, when I was, you know, when Joe was alive, um, constantly I would give out to the angels, I would give out to my guardian angel, because sometimes we didn't even have food, you know, or we were cold or, you know, things things like that. But they always came up trump, you know, They all, they always helped. And one thing they always said to me was, you know, remember you have each other. You know, and that is one thing I would always do is reach out and love my children, um, and it didn't matter what material things we had or not. It was to be happy and to enjoy them, what you have, and not be striving to look for more. In a sense, if if you lose, if you lose your children in looking for more, if you lose that friendship with your children as they grow, what's the point in having more? You know, and um, and that's one thing parents have to be careful of.
0: Do you ever worry about your grandchild, your little grandchild?
2: Oh, I do. Um, all I want him to do is to grow up healthy, you know, and be a good young young boy as, as he grows and then into a, a good young man. And, you know, I just always ask his guardian angel, you know, I ask my guardian angel to just keep them safe you know but you have to remember you know you're born to live and and you're born to die as well no matter how long or short your life is but no matter how long or short um my little grandson's life is going to be you know i i want them to grow up and to be a young man and to marry and you know all the same things every grandmother wants out there but I don't know how long his life will be. But no matter how long it is, I want him to be as happy as much of the time as possible. And to enjoy life. Just like enjoy kicking a football, as I said, you know, and enjoy whatever work he does when he grows up. You know, fall in love with a lovely girl and, and they have a family as well. You know, all the normal things you do, your know, angel, I ask, do
0: your angels ever read the future for you? Do they do that?
2: Um, on occasions, and what would you say? It's something I I don't I don't like in one sense. You know, I was shown many futures of of the world. You know, and that's why I'm very strong and hope that you know parents just listen, because one future was that you know, we as adults you know, destroyed the world in the, in the sense that, that the, for children there wasn't even a blade of grass. Like imagine, you know, your children now or your grandchildren never even seeing a blade of grass, that we destroy the earth in, to, that, to that extent, which, which to me is absolutely horrible. So we have to take care of this beautiful planet that has been given to us and to know that it, it's alive as well. Have the what angels, the the Lorna, have
0: the angels said anything to you about 2012? Is there anything you know about, you know, what's going on in 2012 that you can share?
2: You have to remember one thing the angels have never told me, and that is to worry over-anxiously about it in any way. You know, um, 2012, we're all talking about it, but the changes have already started, you know, and they started long ago, and that's why um, I I would say to you, God chose this time for me to write these books, mm. not, not a long time ago. Um, so, you know, even though we're having an economical crisis and there's so much war, we should be past all that by now. We shouldn't be having war, there shouldn't be... Dictatorship, in the sense of you know what what's happening in, in the world, it is it is horrific, but we must remember there's lots of good in the world, yes. and people have to stand up and be counted. A yes. parent, you know, has to stand up and be counted because you have to look at your children and know they're the future. So you have to you know make this world the best you can for them, that they have a future, but you have to remember. What you teach them is very important.
0: Lorna, if the people listening want to know more about your work or get your books, how would they find out more about you?
2: Well, I have a website and it's called um, LornaBurns.com. And um, the book Angels in My Hair you will get on Amazon or in a bookshop. You know, yeah. you might have to go yeah. in, into a bookshop and you might have to order it, but you will get it on Amazon as well, Angels in My Hair.
0: Angels in My Hair. And the one I have is called Stairways to Heaven.
2: That That's not in America at, at the moment. Um, I will be having another book called coming out, A Message of Hope from the Angels, probably in November in America. And that has a lot in it about being a parent and lots more.
0: Oh, so, st- so the one I have, someone gave to me. You can't get this book in the United States? There no, you can't get, wow. get
2: that, no. Okay. But, but you can get Angels in My Hair. Okay. Angels and you can in My on. Hair. I love that. Yeah. I could just
0: see it. Oh, it's beautiful. We only have another minute, Lorna. What um, message would you like to just leave the parents with today?
2: I would just leave the parents with today is to remember that um, being a parent is the most important job in the world. It's more important than being the president of, of America or being, you know, an executive of any big firm or being a school teacher or a doctor or a road sweeper. It is the most important job in the world. And I would ask every parent to do the best they can to teach their children what is right and wrong and teach their children how to love and to spend time with their children not just when they're tiny and small, but as they grow. Have time to sit and listen. Have time to have, you know, to go to a little restaurant with your son or daughter at the age of twelve or fourteen or seventeen and, you know, have that drink with them and not be in a rush. Sit and, and talk with them and listen to what they have to say. But listen to them. Very, very important. Just to remember um that your child has a guardian angel, and you have a guardian angel, and that everyone out there has a guardian angel as well.
0: I want to thank you so much, Lorna Byrne, author of Angels in My Hair, for calling in from Ireland today and for joining us and for sharing uh, your very special message, Lorna you know we can talk about angels and we can talk about spirit and we can talk about guides and it's it's just very very special to speak with someone who's who's just been so open to this that she's had all these amazing experiences and for my delicious wonderful audience i i wish you a week where you will open yourself up just a little bit more from wherever you are right now i'm going to be doing the same thing just opening up to knowing that that we do each one of us doesn't that feel good whether you 100% believe it or you just want to believe it it's got to feel good to know that we each have our very own personal guardian angel and I want to say for me I'm going to go take a walk all by myself this afternoon and have a chat with my angel and just ask for um, some kind of sign for me to know and then have fun with it and be playful with it and let my guardian angel know that I love her or him too. Lorna, are they are they male and female?
2: the guardian angels? And um, they're actually neither but at, at times the guardian angel you know will dress as female or will dress as, as ah. male. but they are, they are actually neither. It is what we actually need ourselves. So
0: we can call our guardian angel a him or a her or whatever feels good for us. Yeah, it doesn't. Isn't it wonderful? It doesn't matter. The guardian angels love us unconditionally, even when we mess up, even when we're silly, even when we're lazy. What could feel better than that? Go off this week, everybody, and have a sweet adventure with your guardian angel and encourage your children to do the same. For now, this is Sandy at Leaning Edge Parenting saying thank you for joining me today and I send hugs out across the world to you all until next time bye-bye everybody